Welcome to this Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where authors give voice to their written words. This is the Friday version of Charlotte Readers Podcast, where host Landis Wade and his author guests get under the covers. That's right. We get in and out because there are just too many interesting books and engaging authors in the region and not enough time. And just like the longer version of the show, you'll learn interesting facts about the authors and their books, and the authors will read their work. And also like the longer version, you will find images, links, and information about the authors in the show notes at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Support for Charlotte Readers Podcast is provided by Park Road Books, the oldest and only independent bookstore in Charlotte, conveniently located in Park Road Shopping Center. And by Charlotte Mecklenburg Library, a connector of readers, leaders, and learners with 20 locations and a 24-hour online presence. We're also grateful to those of you who offer member support, for which I'm pleased to offer in return member-only content curated with our authors and myself. You can find out more about this member-only content and how you can help authors give voice to their written words at charlottereaderspodcast.com. When Landis is not getting under the cover at bookstores, at events, and on the road, he does it in the well-equipped podcast studio at Advent Coworking, located in the Belmont community near Uptown Charlotte. But enough with the prologue. Let's get under the covers. I'm your host, Landis Wade. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Fabi Pressler, to the first, the inaugural Under the Covers episode of Charlotte Readers Podcast. Well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, and this is something new. This is a new enterprise for me, and uh, what better way to start something new than talking with an author about a book that focuses on lessons learned in the business world, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but before that, uh, just a little bit about you. You're present owner of Spark Publications. It's a national award-winning independent uh, publishing firm, and you specialize uh, in design, right? I mean, you're helping people tell their stories, but you're helping them design their books. We absolutely design beautiful books for them with great written copy, great edited copy, yes. Mm. And a little bit about your personal life before we get into this. You have uh, you tell it in your in your book here, but uh, you've received some awards. You uh, were inducted in the 2019 North Carolina Women Business Owners Hall of Fame, and you're awarded the 2018 First Generation Family Business of the Year Award by Charlotte Business Journal. Yeah, yes, that? yeah. that's great. The so, 2019 one's not in the book. That's fresh. Ah, okay, yeah. well, good. Well, which one do you like more? <laughs> uh, you know, one celebrates my family as a whole, and yeah. the other celebrates the journey that I've I've been on with my entire team and my family. So I like them both. <laughs> now, you, yeah, you've been helping people, you know, tell their stories, but now in this book, the fabulous F words of business ownership, you're telling some of your story. Why write a book? Um, for me, it was really one of those things that you start realizing that your journey has become bigger than bigger than yourself. And my journey has become bigger than me. It's, it's one of those things to finally sit down and organize the, the, the process, the journey, the timeline, and the lessons kind of learned along with the face punches. Well, first of all, F-words? I mean, come on. (laughs) Hey, I was born an F-word. My name is Fabie. My parents are French. I get to do that. You get to do that? So (laughs) did did you just pull out the thesaurus one day and and start thumbing through or pull out the dictionary and find the F-word you like the most? I had a lot already on my brain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you did? Okay. So subtitle, Redefining Choice Words to Fuel Your Small Business. Talk about that. Well, everybody assumes that F-words is about the F-word, and business owners use that one freely enough. I was just redefining all those choice words from, you know, not being the F word, but 
really more about fear, failure, fatigue, faith, flourishing, you know, facade. So the good F words. Hmm. We're going to get a little bit into the book process itself in the writing life segment after uh, you read something in the middle of the show here. Uh, but design, you are a designer. I came into this world as a designer, yeah, and that yeah. was my degree. But I tell you what, uh, 30 years in business has changed that a little bit. So now yeah. I have great designers on, on my staff. All right, but you got a purple cover. Why purple? Purple's my favorite color. Okay. So yeah. this was about me. So it's purple, and it's an F word, and it's fabulous. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> One of the things you do with this book, uh, you, you provide us uh, readers, and I enjoyed reading the book, by the way. You've got a table of contents here. Uh, you foreshadow with an introduction to F words, and then you go chapter by chapter where you focus on all these different uh, F words. Was that intentional? It's you, all intentional. Because you're a designer, right? That's yeah. right. Uh, and you start out with a good one, foundations, because you need to set the foundation for the rest of the book. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. for your business, right? A foundation for your business. And a lot of people don't realize how much their family was their foundation and how that actually truly impacts their business. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start with foundation in the book. Mm. And I wondered, because when I read the piece about foundations, you were revealing quite a bit about your past, some of which um, secrets, you know, some of them might not tell about their families because there's some heartbreak involved, there's yes. some failure involved. Uh, was uh, was that difficult to do for you? It wasn't difficult um, this round. I had really started coming to terms with most of my story several years ago. But the fabulous thing about writing and allowing yourself to really go through and tell your story is that it kind of opened up some questions and then even just wondering about those questions and throwing them out there to the universe, then it's like all of a sudden I start getting answers to things I'd always wondered about. Mm. So, Can you talk a little bit about that, Pat? My, um, my father ha- is a really great chef um, but chose not to because he just was a passionate man, really learned about business so much, and so we opened up a restaurant. And that restaurant did not make it um you know we had to close that and unfortunately through that process we we lost the restaurant we lost our home we lost the farm we lived on we needed to move in with another family and in sharing that briefly with an aunt of mine that came over to visit for the summer um, from France she said yeah your family was so heartbroken and your French family was so heartbroken about that especially since you know he already knew and I was like what do you mean he already knew he goes well because of the history and I'm like what history And that's where I found out that my great-grandfather was also a business owner, and he he owned a bank in France. And that bank failed during the Great Depression when all the other banks were going under. And it was, um, it's an incredible story, and I wrote about that in the book, but I never knew that story. Mm. And that so was you, like, you know, a big aha moment that kind of pulled together a lot of questions and answers all at one moment. Yeah, so, so you have failure in several generations ahead of you, and now you're a business owner. Is, is, yeah. that, is that a, <laughs> when you sort of put that together, was that a burden, or was it somehow something that ignited you to say, I'm... I'm going to be able to do this. Um, I don't know that it was either one. I think it was more of, you know what? I am going to rectify this uh, this family history. And my sister has is now a business owner, and so am I. And I think we've really, really cleaned up that family history. Hmm. Healed well, it. Healed it. Not necessarily cleaned it up, but healed it. Well, you cover everything uh, in the book that uh, you've, you've dealt with. Uh, you, you talk about that foundation, but... Uh, you also talk about dealing with employees. You also talk about, uh, 
you know, the, the different things that you had to do to overcome along the way, the fact that you didn't take salaries at times because times were tough. Uh, all these lessons you learned, you tried to pack a number of these in this book? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so it's not, it's not necessarily a how-to book. Maybe it's a how-not-to book sometimes. Well, <laughs> I think that's what I really realized with, mm-hmm. um, with you know, the, the historical thing through my family and through the lessons I had with my family. And I left home at 17 and came to Charlotte by myself and started my life with, with no money, no car, no, no nothing. And it's, it's really – the book really outlines it from a business perspective, but – the business perspective doesn't happen without the person leading that business. And once we're clear on our foundation and once we're clear on the things that we're wanting to accomplish, it just becomes a little bit easier to, to be more real and to be able to handle things a lot, a lot more authentically. Well, you do something with the design here, which I found interesting and helpful as I'm reading along because you take certain quotes from the chapters and you highlight them on a page of their own yes. kind of, you know, so if you're kind of breezing through this book or you kind of want to flip through, you can find out little inspirations and you've got one on uh, page 87. Do you mind reading that for me? A business owner who fails is not a failure. You failed simply because there was a better direction, better audience or better way. Find out what that is and then start again. If you like our mission of helping authors give voice to their written words, please consider leaving a short written review about Charlotte Reader's podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Because when you leave a review, it helps authors reach more listeners. You can keep up with news about the show and member-only content for our member supporters by joining our email list. We promise not to spam you because, well, that takes too much time. And if you do join the list, we will give you a free ebook written by me. The first book in the Christmas Courtroom Trilogy. Charlotte Readers Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. For more information, go to queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Well, business owners do fail, and sometimes people say you learn from failure. Was that true for you? Did you learn from your mistakes? I think just in redefining failure, I mean, failure is really what? It's innovation. Anytime you try something new, anytime you innovate, you actually are setting yourself up for failure because you don't know what the next steps are. So, you know, I, I still don't like failure, but I try new things all the time and don't get them right. And it's more of a process of being kinder with yourself and being bolder and more courageous to try new things, to step into small business ownership, to innovate something new. Um, you just try not to fail to the point where you lose everything. But you know what? We kind of have been there. My family has taken me through that a couple mm. times. So it just um, it, it builds character. It builds endurance. It builds um, fortitude. So we wouldn't uh, have Charlotte Reader's podcast unless authors gave voice to the written word. You've got something uh, from a chapter you've called Facade, is that right? Yes, chapter eight is Facade, the imposter. All right, if you could read that to us. As a business owner, have you ever built a facade because you felt like a fraud? Like some some kind of imposter? Do the requirements of innovation and growth in the fake-it-till-you-make-it model leave you feeling like a fraud-filled faker? I have. That feeling of being an imposter comes from believing our worst fears about ourselves. For example... I was once asked to speak on a panel, and I felt that anyone else who was breathing could probably do a better job than me. 
That may have been true, but I quickly realized that I was the one selected, and it would be up to me to rock it out, the presentation, and share whatever knowledge I had. And it turned out that the audience was interested in my know-how after all. They valued my perspective and insights on the topic. Why had I distorted and underestimated what I had to contribute to this group? Since then, I continue to encounter times when I feel like a fraud. Honestly, it comes from risk-taking and the act of throwing yourself into a situation without knowing everything you think you should know. After years of putting myself in this type of let's-see-what-happens scenario, I've discovered that people with great passion and integrity are the ones who tend to experience this uncomfortable feeling of being an imposter. Putting yourself in situations in which you've never done what's being asked requires you to create and innovate. And even if others think we already know it all, we are continually learning. Yeah, we're all continually learning. If we're not, we're not moving forward, right? Nope. So this book, um, I think I may have mentioned this, it's sort of part memoir. And, and I think uh, in writing memoir, uh, Judy Goldman said, and she was on the show, that you have to be twice as hard on yourself as anybody else when you write memoir. Yeah, three, four, five times. Three, four, five yeah. times. Yeah, but yeah. you did a little of that here. You you confessed a little bit to feeling sometimes like uh, you're not measuring up, you're not meeting the expectations. You even have a little example in this book when you got Woman Business Owner of the Year. Your business was struggling. Yeah. You had really <laughs> gone through a rough patch. You were having a hard time making things work. And here, all of a sudden, you get this award, and you're thinking, oh, wait a minute, I, my business is almost failing, and I'm getting this award, and you almost didn't even want to participate, well, right? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and then, you know, it was just p- picking up, like, a, a past application and saying, I'm just going to kind of dust it off and, you know, rewrite it, and then realizing that, you know, as time went by, all the goals that I had set in that application, I had already achieved. And so I think business owners were so focused on moving forward that we forget to stop for a little bit and and reflect on on the amazing work that we've done to help get us where we were so mm-hmm. i thought well if nothing else i'm going to toss that application into the into the competition and just be really honest about how hard entrepreneurship and small business ownership is and Later on, I found out that's exactly what won me the award is I wasn't trying to gloss over anything (laughs) and nor did I, you know, put any glitter on anything. I just I just went in real. And I don't know, things really turned around after that point because I was truly authentic and truly set out my goals. All right. A couple of minutes real quick. We do writing life here. You're a graphic designer. So are you thinking design first or words first when you started your book? Words. Words, you did? I did. I I had things that needed to be said, and I wanted them to start with the letters F. (laughs) Then I built it from there. (laughs) That might have gone in another direction. Well, you know, I'm not saying I didn't say that word, but it's not in the book because it doesn't need to be. (laughs) So which was harder for you, writing the book or then designing and marketing it? Oh, well, I rewrote this book six times. Um, Yeah, I'm not a writer, Hmm. and I have a hard time calling myself an author, but, you know, the technical word is I have authored two books. Um, I'm just not a writer. (laughs) Your first book on Heaven's Couch, what was that? Oh, that was about a journey with my mentor. So Mm. it's almost a Tuesday with Maury's type of Mm. story. What was harder, the first or the second book? Um, They were both hard in different ways. Okay. Um, But I matured through this this fabulous F words of business ownership. I I matured through that process as, as a writer and as a person. And did writing this book help you in your journey as a business owner? Absolutely. How so? 
it helped me get rid of some of the, the anger, the blame, and some of the shame. And that's what I call maturing through it. So now I can talk about it without having like those heavy feelings still mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. They're just now more of lessons learned. And mm-hmm. that's how I was able to share them pretty succinctly with our with my audience and the readers. If you're describing this book to someone uh, who's seeing you for the first time holding it in your hand, what are you going to tell them? I'm going to talk about it's thriving through the emotional roller coaster of small business ownership. Hmm. And is the roller coaster uh, at a good place at the moment? I thought <laughs> <laughs> you're really going to go there. I can just yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. It's, we're, it's we're, a roller coaster that never stops. We're, we're being we're being positive here. All yes. Right, so, all right. Well, let's uh, say this is our under the covers episode. Thank you for getting under the covers of your book with me today. And uh, where can people find the book? They can go to fabypressler.com or at sparkpublications.com. Right, do you have another book in you or is this it? Hmm. I'm hoping not, but I, <laughs> yeah, there's one percolating. It's probably going to be the fabulous F words of life, I think. There, there you go. <laughs> You're going to help people tell their stories, right? Oh, yeah. that's our favorite part. Yeah. Yes. It's not about my books. It's about helping amazing people, business owners and professionals to really get their stories out. Well, Fabi, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. And thank you, uh, all, all the best with fabulous F words of business ownership, redefining choice words to fuel your small business. Thank you. Much to success to you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Another fine author giving voice to their written word. Landis will be back next Friday getting under the covers with another interesting author. But before then, coming on Tuesday, we'll have another long form episode with readings and conversations about the written words and the writing life of a local or regional author. Landis loves helping authors give voice to their written words, but he can't do it alone. If you're inclined to help me help authors give voice to their written words, please consider becoming a member supporter. We'd love to have you as a member. And when you join at certain levels, we'll give you access to member-only content curated by the authors and me. Would you like to hear more from the authors? Perhaps a variety of presentations on writing craft, or additional readings, or tips on marketing and social media. Would you like some behind-the-scenes insights and reflections from me or some edited content from previous episodes without interruptions? You can find out more about these member-only benefits and how to become a member supporter at charlottereaderspodcast.com. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening. Until next week. I'm Landis Wade for Charlotte Readers Podcast.